All right, welcome to Old School. Jake Huger, Ben Manquist, Jackson White, everybody. Jackson's uh, on Rebel Headquarters, check him out. Uh, so we're gonna do a fun Old School episode. As always brought to you by twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT, you get it. That's all America made, all right? Uh, a handmade, organic, I just, I don't know what handmade means. I might've made that up, uh, but twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. I don't think hand, I don't coffee's handmade. It's handpicked. Yeah. And then it's and it's made with love with the hand. So he was right on target. <laughs> <laughs> Although when we start talking about hand and love and stuff, it's gonna get uncomfortable. So uh so probably not, not the best not, way to not until it. then. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Uh so we got a lot of uh, nonsense to talk about. Uh we might do some politics too. Um so I want to talk about group techs. Uh I want to talk about how our your medical system sucks. Uh, I went through an unbelievably frustrating exercise that I want to tell you guys about in a second. We got John Cena, uh, who's a big fan of Ben's. We discussed that, okay. Um, uh, but first, let's start on complete nonsense, kind of. Ben, I hear you bought shirts. Oh yeah, so okay, we'll start with that. Yeah, so I bought some shirts today. I. I like my, I like, you know, I like the soft shirts and I, I've been frustrated with my long sleeve t-shirts. And I thought um, I've achieved a modicum of success in life. I don't spend a tremendous amount of money. I've actually made some money in the last six months uh, doing what Jenk and I do too much of wagering. And I thought I'm going to buy some shirts that are nice that I like and that I have in my home. And I'll wear these. I like long sleeve t-shirts. I always have. So I went to a James Purse store, and James Purse is a very fancy clothier in Los Angeles, and they charge a comical amount of money for your uh, clothes, right? Like you stand, like the cheap t-shirt at James Purse is ninety dollars, right? And there's a hundred and twenty-five dollar version, and so on. So it's a little ridiculous. So real quick, in my defense, I was also wanted to buy shorts because I'm going to my daughter's soccer games and some of the dads have much cooler shorts than I do. And it's, you gotta wear shorts just high, right? And they had a great pair of like sweat shorts, little, little fringed edge and thick and substantive. And I was into that and they were $325. Like bounds oh of reason. Could, no, I like bounds of reason. I'll spend $125 on a, real, a t-shirt I love that I'm gonna wear a zillion times, right? I mean, if, if it's going to last, then I guess that's right. Yeah, and I, you know, I know they do last, and they they shape changes a little over time, and I like it. I just they're good, right? They're quality. Like you're, they're going to lead your t-shirt parade, and I wear them every day. But the shorts, three hundred twenty-five dollars. Like it's not that much better than the fourteen dollar and eighty-eight cent Amazon short. I couldn't do it. Anyway, none of that matters. I'm in the changing room. I'm trying on James Purse. Also, they're a little like Starbucks. They made up sizing, right? Like small. Oh, Medium, large, extra large. Nope. James Purse, one, two, three, four, five, right? Zero, one, two, three, four, five. So you're like, I don't know, man. Am I a one? Is that a small? Oh, wait, there's a zero. Is that extra small? Is that small? Anyway, so I'm in the changing room and the guy who wasn't helping me comes in and he says, and I thought it was the guy who was helping me at first. He goes, Hey, oh, yeah, I know who you are. I uh, I used to listen to TYT. Used to. Like he mm. hammers, he wants to hammer that one home. And so I go, oh, that's great. You know, I'm doing a, I said, I'm doing a podcast with the, with Jenka tonight, right? He's like, oh, okay, well, whatever, right? <laughs> so I go out, I talk to him, I go, so well, what happened? How we lose you, right? Mm -hmm. 
And he said, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, <laughs> That's news to me. What What is that? Was that a while ago? Was that like? Yeah, yes, it was. Janko explained it. Yes, it was a while ago. He's just representative of of a, of a significant investment. I'm not, by the way, the guy was great. I don't mean to belittle him. I just mean it's funny to say Jeffrey Katzenberg like that. The guy was great. He was very appreciative that we had a, a you know a back and forth, and there we did some talking about. Uh, what caused him to get uh, disgruntled, and then what his ultimate goal is, which I'll share with you. But yeah, Jenk, tell him why, why what what Jeffrey Katzenberg means in this context. Yeah, there's a thousand things I want to say here, in, including like my interactions with folks and when I know they don't like TYT. We'll come back to that. Um, but uh, so uh, Jeffrey is one of uh, the investors that put in a. a, a a round of money. It's called a round when you and they they have all these different lingo in the business world. Like you get an investment, uh, your first investment is an angel round, and then you get a Series A and a Series B and that kind of stuff. And in one of those rounds, Jeffrey, who is you know legendary in in the entertainment world and did DreamWorks and and was uh, number two at Disney and created some of the you know the best movies uh, of our lifetimes. Uh, we were lucky that we got, uh, honestly, a tiny amount of investment from him. Okay, the large, the bigger investment was mostly other folks, right? And, uh, and also, the, the significance of Katzenberg was being able to tell people that Katzenberg had invested, right? Yeah, also, and yeah. that was great, and that's and that helps a lot, uh, etc. Right? Uh, and he was wonderful for uh, for you know for doing that. Was uh, we had a falling out with a former host, Jimmy Dore, right? So then, oh, he threw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he threw the kitchen sink at us. We were funded by Nancy Pelosi. We were funded by the CIA. We were, uh, you know, and and one of those people. Now, in the case of Katzenberg, that's actually real, right? So we, uh, but they made it like, oh, Katzenberg's a huge Hillary Clinton supporter, which, by the way, he is. And then we had another uh, uh, investor uh, who was also uh, a, a Clinton uh, uh, donor, right? Mm -hmm. And so. Then the question is, did that affect uh, what we said online? Right? Oh, of course. So now, now you all are fake progressives and what have right, you. Right, right, right. Okay, right. I see. So, like, so, but like, if they could point to anything where we're not progressive, I say, okay, all right, and that's interesting. And especially if it's like before the investment, you were progressive, but afterwards, right? But they got nothing on top of nothing. And and Jimmy now mainly has his lips, uh, I think, within the rectum of Donald Trump. Uh, and so all he ever does is uh, attack progressives. I know what's up with him. He's a clown. I, I, don't, I don't mind saying that. I know what's up with Jimmy. I, <laughs> I've been watching him for years. I, I know what's up with him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as he's throwing the kitchen sink, he's like, "Oh yeah, they're controlled by the Gatsburg." Right. Uh, now, of course, what he leaves out is he was here for years and years after that investment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. So Jimmy, did we ever tell you to not be progressive? Actually, after the investment, we started a show called Aggressive Progressives. Yeah. Starring Jimmy Dore. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I mean, y'all, I mean, it's pretty much the his whole channel. I, I, it's not just Jimmy Dore, but I've been seeing people do that to y'all all the time. I mean, and that's just kind of the nature of politics, you know. But your whole catalog speaks otherwise, so. You know, yeah. But I, I def, now now understand kind of what the thing was. So the guy um, then when he when he uh, mentioned Jeff, that was like, oh well, now I just I, you guys lost yeah. me here. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and and to be fair to him, I mean, he was first of all, he was totally, you know, it was it was uh, he uh, he the he talked about the investigative reporters. He didn't he felt he used the word. Well, it seems like maybe I should have had this conversation off the air, but it's fine. Cenk doesn't care. He he kept saying it became a grift, but he said it very nicely. And I was, you know, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. And I was like, well, I I said to him, I go, you know, it's the worst uh, grift ever. I go, you know, I said, Cenk. Uh, Jacob could barely pay his mortgage and uh, he kept, you know, 40 to 50 people employed and, you know, been around 20 years in this, in this, in a, in the digital media world that, that where the tectonic, tectonic, where the ground shifts under you <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and managed to, to keep the house from uh, crumbling down and, and, you know, and doing good work and you might not like all of it and, you know. He well, you got, can't please everybody. Flanked on the right and left, you know, and uh, I don't know, you know, not outflanked on the right, always outflanked on the right. The right got crazier and then managed to get a little outflanked on the left. But, you know, he stayed sort of true to himself and, you know, he wasn't in the bag for Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton because of that money. And those guys, by the way, yelled at Jenka all the time. <laughs> like that's yeah. pretty, I go. So it just wasn't a, it wasn't an effective grift, right? Yeah. Well, if Shank was grifting, he would, you know, yeah. he would just start you know, throwing the middle finger out to, you know, Muslims in the country or something. And then Fox News would bring them on and stuff like that. You know, like, so that would be the, Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that or something like that. Anna would be like, you know, like just, it it would be the easiest thing in the world. All you got to do to grift in the political space is really just be as ridiculous as possible. And that'll get you a lot of short term attention. But at the end of the day, I mean, TYT has built a, a platform that's really uh, given a lot of people careers, including Jimmy Dore. So, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, so at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. And like you point out all the time, it's about the little wins in politics anyway. And Ben, I will say that uh, you you pay $325 for those shorts. That's why they had to give you those sizes, zero, one, two, three, because they had to make it special and fancy and stuff. Right just for the record, <laughs> I did not buy the shorts. Bounds of reason. Couldn't, oh, okay, okay, couldn't, okay. Pull, couldn't pull the trigger on the shorts. So yeah. they, they had to make it different in some Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in terms of the anti-TYT people that come up to me, uh, it, look, I'm gonna be a, a jerk in a lot of ways here. Um, so number one, uh, honestly, I respect uh, the Jimmy audience the least, okay? Um, so you can't see that he never criticizes Trump and the Republicans. You can't see that his lips are affixed to both Trump and Tucker Carlson's ass. And you thought, you think he's still a progressive? He only attacks progressives and never attacks Republicans. And you didn't notice that? You didn't notice that. Okay, so I got no respect for those people. None. And I don't think they, this guy, I don't think this guy was a Jimmy Dore supporter. I know. I mentioned Jimmy. He didn't seem to react in that way. But oh, I don't. I see, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. So was, then, by the way, he was super nice. And I can I just tell you the big thing he wants to see? What? That's what he wants to see. He wants to see you debate Megan Kelly. Yeah. I was like, okay. well, that's great. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. That- I don't I, think that. I yeah. don't even think that would be that heated. I think that would be kind of like just a because how hard would she really go? I don't. I don't. You know what I'm saying? She does at least from what I can tell. She does. Megyn Kelly doesn't really have a a very fiery you know personality. So I think that would be kind of like a very that sounds like a very centrist Democrat. I want to see type of debate. No, yeah. she's 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 uh yeah right right she's yeah I mean she's she's pretty freaking right wing now, but uh, I mean she always was she worked for Fox she just had a fight with Trump but yeah I don't know it was a peculiar anyway he was very nice and uh, uh, very respectful he very 
much appreciated that I uh, engaged with him. Um, but yeah. but you've lost it because you're a great. Yeah, I mean, look. So, but Katzenberg, what the hell does that mean? He used to watch CYT and then Katzenberg, but he's not a Jimmy fan. So, like, what is he? So he's a right winger. So why the hell would he care about Katzenberg? Uh, he would like <laughs> they think that we're all like controlled by Democratic bigwigs or whatever. Wouldn't he find that perfectly normal? Would I mean? But it, does he think that I was left, but now I'm too far left, too not enough left? It doesn't make any yeah. sense, but but most people don't make sense, to be honest. Um, and so, uh, look, um, so when I go out in the real world, i.e. New Jersey, like where I was recently, uh, then I run into a lot more people who, who know me, right? You walk around a mall and stuff and 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 folks come up to you. And, uh, and generally speaking, the right wing is actually pretty good when they come up to me. Uh, and so credit where credit is due. Like a lot of times they'll say, hey, I, I watch you or I listen to you or I know you. Uh, we I don't agree, but you know, but I respect what you do or whatever. That's great. That's wonderful. They, nobody nobody has to agree, right? Um, then you got some like the only people worse than Jimmy Dore fans are Alex Jones fans. because uh, they're just hmm. so they're like They'll yell, they'll scream, they'll do weirdo things uh, because they're verifiable lunatics. Uh, so what do you like? I don't know how they function as society. I, I'm I'm being dead serious. I don't I have no idea how Alex Jones fans like go through life. They're constantly drooling and like they're I. How do they hold down a job? They can't like if they somebody told them to do something, could they even do it? They do the non-social jobs. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it connect one thing to another. I don't get it. Like I, I just don't understand how they function in the yeah. world. Um, All right, so. but in fairness, in fairness to them, where was the plane? Where was the plane? Where was the plane? <laughs> I, don't. I remember the first time I was introduced to Alex Jones. I, I was. I, he had on some type of like a lizard or horse head or something like that. And I don't even remember what he was talking about, Satan and demons or something like that. But it was at one of my old jobs. And actually, uh, my old manager, I worked at this suit shop when I first moved out to Jersey in 2016. And he was he actually was one of the guys who got me kind of deeper into politics. But one of the things, there wasn't nobody ever coming in that shop. And I remember I used to watch Alex Jones just for laughs sometimes. Like, this guy is. And then it was it really blew my mind. Like, millions of people watch this guy. But you can see, I mean, if you stay steeped in that for too long, I guess it starts to make sense. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah by the way, crazy. yeah. So yeah. Uh, we got a couple of new members: JP Von Hitchberg and uh, Meg Fox twenty nine ninety nine. Those are on YouTube. They hit the join button below. We appreciate that. You can do likewise. Uh, but uh, I mentioned that because I was like, Meg Fox, is that Megan Kelly from Fox? Is did she just? Uh, from <laughs> did she just joined? It's okay, Megan. Or is it or or is it Megan Fox? Or, or better yet, much better yet, Megan right, Fox, right? right? Uh, and so, by the way, about that debate, like, so I've debated all of them, right? Uh, ben Shapiro, Aaron Coulter, Dinesh D'Souza, and, and Tucker Carlson, and um, the most civil one by far uh, was, and and the like, in a sense, the easiest one. Well, Dinesh was super easy, uh, but <laughs> uh, um, was Tucker Carlson. Right, he just sat there and pretty much agreed with everything I said. I was like, I don't even get it. I'm not sure how this is a debate, and I'm not sure like why you're agreeing with me when you're a rabid right winger. I just don't get it. Um, so, but with Megyn Kelly, 
I'd be surprised if I we if I couldn't get her to agree on 60 to 80 percent of stuff. Well, I, I mean, now I want you to debate her because I want to have that bet. No way, she would actually be more disagreeable because you'd agree to you disagree on so many fundamental things. Like you'd end up debating, you know, CRT. You know, all these sort of ideas that she's sort of, you know, she's just would defend terrible people. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I there, know, there was a, there was a little the the Megyn Kelly who took on Trump during the debate and who raised his and and whose ire she raised, which was her triumphant moment that led to a huge deal with NBC. Uh, that was the outlier. That 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 was not, in fact, who it turned out she was. Uh, which is why she's you know back home in a more comfortable place on right wing media. So look, what happens with a lot of right wingers in media is they have standard talking points. So they'll go to, oh yeah, but how about when Nancy Pelosi does this? And when I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And that's wrong. And I don't even really like Nancy Pelosi, they're like, they just don't know what to do next, right? Well, you know, they're doing it. They're just interesting you bring that up because, of course, that's happening now with Hunter Biden. And and finally, at least on Twitter, right? I mean, Twitter has definitely helped Democratic messaging, right? No question, right? Because there's so many activists on Twitter. There's so many people who think closer to the way you think that Democrats ought to message, right? And closer to the way I think, you know, you we 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 would we I don't go as far as you, but we both think it needs to be much stronger. But you know, and inevitably, someone will say, "Oh my God, you're totally right about Hunter Biden." I definitely am not voting for him for the Senate, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. And it's always just crazy to me with that because, like, just like you said, Shank, like people will bring up Hunter Biden. It's like, okay, whatever he did wrong, let him pay for it. But so what? And there's not much else to go because they're not really thinking about politics in terms of making any real change. It's just a game to them. And perhaps Tucker Carlson, you know, in a lot of ways, that may have been a simple, well, rather um, uh, non-combative exchange because he's just acting when he's on TV. He's just reading a script, you know what I mean? Like, so he gets on there. How how much real energy does he have? How much does he really stand behind what he says? Because, I mean, he he wasn't, because I remember that debate. He kind of pretty much did just sit there and agree with you on everything. So, I mean, yeah, that just goes to show they don't believe what they talk about. Yeah, I mean, this gets into a super dicey topic. I was going to try to keep it light, but here we go. <laughs> um, like, so I saw Tucker Carlson in person the other day, um, and normally I would go up and talk to him. Um, one, because because of that debate, we partly know each other. Um, but two, because normally I'd get at least a funny story out of him, right? So, you know, I used back when Ben and I did the show together. You know, I'd run into celebrities all the time and then I'd go talk to them and it would be awkward and then I'd have a funny story out of it and we talk about it on the show. But this time I was like, I, I, I can't, what am I gonna talk to him about? Like, I can't be polite and nice to a fascist. And, and I can't yell at him in public, that's weird, right? So in a shocking turn of events, I didn't say anything. I didn't talk to him. He didn't talk to me and we just passed each other knowing that we were in the same place, right? Oh, so and, he saw he definitely saw you too. Yeah, he saw me at the end. So he had less of an opportunity to come up to me. Um, but but he definitely saw me and acknowledged it. Um 
And so, uh, but that's, we're in a really bad place. We're in a mm-hmm. really, really bad place because, so look here, here from today, um, I mean, this is every night, right? Uh, Tucker Carlson, I'm reading a headline from Media. Tucker Carlson addresses Nancy Pelosi and declares you're not a Catholic, tells her to be quiet. Okay, you're not a Catholic, that's old school Republican. Oh, we're gonna decide who's religious, who's not. Our harsh, vicious, weirdo, greedy, sick version of religion is the correct one. And if you don't follow it, we're blah, blah. That's standard Republican nonsense, et cetera, right? But telling her to be quiet, so he's trying to trigger people, right? Yeah. And this that's not a thing that, that was said on even on Fox News, et cetera. Like, now, you know, he's trying to put her in her place because he knows his audience loves it. Oh, yeah, right. she's the the speaker of the house. She's still a woman, though. Tell her to be quiet. Yeah. Right. So what am I gonna go talk to that goddamn fascist with about, right? We haven't there's no polite conversation to have with these people. Look, that's the that weird misogyny, sexism, et cetera, uh, is tip of the iceberg. Right? That's that's not the thing that makes him a fascist. Uh, the thing that makes him a fascist is because he's rooting for a monarchy, a dictatorship. Uh, he's actively trying to destroy our democracy. So, I mean, look, there was Nazis in the 1930s in America, and I don't mean like dudes who were like yeah, they no filled book. they filled Madison, filled Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they, they were considered legitimate, incredible. They would go to cocktail hours, and mixers, and with politicians and news people and wealthy folks. They'd fill Madison Square Garden. They were Nazis, and like literally. And and they were part of polite society, so I don't know if the people that you know hung out with them ever thought, damn it, I, I really wish I hadn't been so nice to that Nazi. Uh, but I kind of think we're we're halfway there now, at least halfway there. Um, go ahead. Good. Oh, no, no, Jackson, go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about you know the reality you said the times that we're living in because that's very real. You know, why why pretend, um, not just why pretend like you have real relations with somebody that you uh, disagree with so much, but you know, why pretend like that's the game we need to be playing right now, period. Especially when you're an influencer and when you're in public light. And part of the biggest problem with uh, the Democratic Party, which, you know, obviously is being on the left for the most likely to, to vote for, especially with the Republican Party being so nuts, is too, too much trying to be agreeable. And we talk about that all the time. And a lot of what happens, especially for those people who are just honestly in more powerful positions, you just end up working for them. You just end up sucking up to them. So I agree with that. I mean, at some point, why even pretend? You know, we're we're not on the same side. And uh, over the handful of the next ten plus years, there's going to be a lot of um, escalation and aggression between the sides in this country. Not to say like necessarily we're going to be up in arms in a civil war, but uh, this is not the time in this atmosphere to be shaking hands with people who are fundamentally against you and yours. And so I yeah 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 right this is uh, we've we've uh, we're past uh, we've we've had our, our kumbaya moments uh, this is not the time for it that's not what's happening I, uh, I I I was struck a little bit by uh, something today that should make us feel a little better an old friend of the Young Turks Jenk uh, did you watch any of the were you able to watch I don't even know what time it took place the Ohio Senate debate the J D Vance Tim Ryan debate no but I saw that great line. Yeah, so that's the thing I want to talk about. So Tim Ryan just talked for about a minute and a half. Tim Ryan was a very probably the most he and Bill Pascrell from New Jersey. They were like the most 
frequent members of Congress who appear on TYT for years and years, correct? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, uh, he's a, you know, whatever you think of his politics or his tactics on politics, a very decent guy, Tim Ryan. And uh, um, smart guy, decent guy, and he, um, so he's debating J.D. Vance, and he talked for a minute where he said J.D. Vance went up there and, and Donald Trump said that that uh, was in love with Trump said that Vance was in love with me and kissing my ass, and and Ryan was like, do we want a guy who kisses the ass of somebody else? I mean, he's taken 15, 40 million from Trump. I don't know what that where that number comes from, and 15 million from from Mitch McConnell and wherever those numbers come from, and you know he's going to kiss McConnell's ass and he's kissing Trump's ass. Do we want somebody like that? And he just mocked and minimized and demasculated. Um, Emasculated, excuse me, and emasculated uh, J.D. Vance uh, for 60 seconds, concluding with, uh, I, "I don't kiss anyone's ass like him." Ohio needs an ass kisser, needs an ass kicker, not an ass kisser. Yeah, and that whole it was all set up for that. It was rehearsed. I mean, he knew what he was going to do, but it was good. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's good," because here's who's going to play that. Everybody. You know, yes, right? Yes. It's gonna get talked about here, and it's gonna get talked on every news show in in Akron and Youngstown and Cleveland and Cincinnati, and, you know, and and Columbus. Like it's it's everywhere in every to date in every town that matters in Ohio. They're gonna talk about that. That was good. I was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, to the production team, I moved the mic just so you know. You can adjust my levels if you want. Um, but uh, real quick, I mean, that's a really uh, it's not an amazing coincidence. But let me just tell you the story that. Uh, that I can tell you now. So Morgan Harper was running against Tim Ryan in the primary for that seat, right? And so I support Morgan because she's a progressive and Tim is now uh, more of an establishment candidate. Uh, but um, uh, and so Morgan wound up having a debate with Josh Mandel, who was the main competitor to JD Vance on the Republican side. And I love that they did that debate, right? And I thought that was really smart. Uh, but I told uh, Morgan afterwards, I uh, wish I told her before, I don't know if she would have listened or not, um, or she would have thought that was good advice or not. Um, but I said, look, you you killed him, you made all these brilliant points and he had no answer. But the problem is it's not gonna get enough press coverage, right? And, and it could, because that's kind of an interesting debate. And a lot of people are paying attention to Josh Mandel. But I said, honestly, you gotta call him a name. You gotta call him some sort of like, over the top name, because then they'll get a lot of presentations and then people will see your good, interesting point that you made about policy, right? And boom, here we are, same Ohio Senate race, now past the primary. Tim Ryan does do it and he calls him an ass kisser, in this case, JD Vance. And boom, it's headlines everywhere. Yeah, so that's that's, right. that's media today, that's politics today. So you could, you could hate it, but if you don't do it, you're not in the game. Well, I think that it's effective because it disarms Republicans of seriousness that they don't have. You know, they're mm -hmm. dangerous. They're dangerous as an as an institution, as an organization. But they're a bunch of goofballs. They're a bunch of clowns. They're a bunch of idiots. And that needs to be, you know, like that needs to be. We need to act like that's what they are because that's what they are. You know what I mean? Not only are we going to steamroll you, not only are we going to win, not only are we going to beat you, but we're gonna laugh at you while we do it. We're gonna point to you and show you that, you know, point to the people like these people are jokes 
and all of you need to you know, point and laugh at them. And it's not even like from a petty perspective of like, well, they do it, so we should do it too. But like Shank, you said, it's the times that we live in. And it really, again, we have to disarm these people, our enemies, because this is what they are. We have to disarm them of the seriousness that they lack. You know, I like it. I like I like we have to disarm them of the seriousness that they lack, and I like they're dangerous as an institution, but they're a bunch of goofballs. So I was like, well said, Jackson. That was good. Yeah, I like that. And and the longer and the longer I work, just have kind of been immersed in politics. The more it's like, I'm. It's the truth. I mean, look, Kanye West, for instance. Like, you know, I'm not even going to talk a lot about him, but just you know, the whole free thinking model. We're in a two party system, you know? So it's either it really at this point in time, either you're on the side of making healthcare and education better, you're on the side of improving wages, or you're on the side of a party that is doesn't believe in fundamental reality. And I mean, I mean Lindsey Graham wrote after the past uh, Roe v was taken away, right? That is not popular with the country. Lindsay still puts out the 15 week abortion ban like, oh, I think we'll do well with it. Whatever you want to say about it, the Republican Party doesn't care. Like they don't care. So why should we care? You know? Yeah, no, I'm with yeah. you. You, get, you. You know, I mean, it's uh, it goes back to you know as we've talked about, you know, uh, the the old cliche. You know, bringing a, I mean, we don't we don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Uh, we bring a dictionary to a gunfight. You know, um, yeah. and show off how many words we know. So there is one piece of good news in there because look, now the point that I have to make, I hate to make it, but I have to make it. There's a reason why the Democrats are weak because behind the scenes, the donors get furious with them if they call the Republicans names and stuff. They say, oh, it's unbecoming, don't do that. There's a lot of different reasons why they do that. But it's the donors that are constantly reining Democrats in, reining them in, so it's not an, Accident that AOC and Bernie Sanders and Rashida Tlaib, etc., are by far the most outspoken. Cory Bush, Jamal Bowman, and and they kick the most amount of ass of Republicans. They are much more aggressive in attacking the right wing because they they're not hooked on the corporate money, on the donor money, right? And so that makes a giant giant difference. So is it complicated now to figure out that we shouldn't be doing Queensbury rules? Like they're saying the craziest things about you. They're saying that you drink. The brain juice of children you've molested and murdered. Are there any rules left? And the Democrats following like rules from the 1800s. I do the car. Oh my! I shall not sink to their level. Right? Get the f out of here. Right? There's <laughs> no reason. There's no reason to hold back other than the goddamn donors. But the yeah. but the the positive thing that's happening now though. Is that a lot of Democratic voters and not just progressives, but like mainstream old school Democratic voters are saying, enough, you gotta fight back. You if you don't fight back, okay, now we're starting to get pissed, right? And so the minute they fight back, it works. And what happens? They raise a lot of grassroots money. And so now all of a sudden, like some of the even some of the conservative Democrats, the establishment Democrats are like, Saying like harsh things about Republicans because then now they see the money coming in, right? From the grassroots. So it's annoying that I have to point that out, but it's absolutely true. And that's what's driving them behind the scenes. And again, look, today we saw the LA City Council, this hour long tape. Uh, this The president of the city council says some 
you know, pretty over the top racist things, etc. But I thought so that was stunning. But even more interesting was um, their casual corruption, right? Oh, you got to have a big business in your district. Why? Because they want the money, and uh, and uh, and you got to appeal to the real estate interest and the other Democrats that are more progressive. They don't want to take the money, and that's and they're annoying us. They're so stupidly annoying. Let's just take the money. And and every interaction I've had, that's totally not true. Okay, let me roll that back. Tons of interactions that I've had with politicians behind the scenes is money, 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 money. Okay, they're obsessed with it. It's like a disease, right? So, so that's why if it's grassroots giving instead of the giant corporations giving, they at least get obsessed in the right direction and might actually fight back. And so we're now seeing that because it's not just progressives that are giving grassroots money now. Now again, mainstream Democratic voters are like, if I see anybody kicking a Republican's ass, I'm sending a check, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's making a big difference. Yeah, the 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 older Democrats who I'm uh, uh, close to, uh, yeah, that, it's been it's been coming for some time. I mean, it really started with with Trump, but this idea that uh, that this is not this is not time to to play nice and that and and you know even even guys who 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 think AOC is a danger, like they would be like, well, I sure liked her fighting spirit, right? They wanted more of that. They want to see more of that, and obviously, you saw the reaction. Biden was, I mean, what? Who didn't like Biden calling people by name, right? Who didn't like that, right? Uh, when, when Biden gave that speech and he, to the other Democrats, and he was saying, like, "Can't," I mean, come on, man. At the prayer breakfast, he did it, right? Right? Didn't I think I'm right? Maybe not. You know, he's like, they wanted to, they were, you know, maybe it wasn't the prayer breakfast, but he said, you know, they, they now they're all praising the. The build back better bill or whatever they ended up, the infrastructure bill, they didn't vote for it. Come on, man. They got no shame. They got no shame. No shame. And I was like, wow, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's never done anything like that in his life, ever. Yeah. And he did it. You know why? And people responded to it. Yeah. Because it, they call it Dark Brandon, right? And so, <laughs> it, so Dark Brandon has much better poll numbers than Joe Biden does. Dark Brandon yeah. raises more money than Joe Biden does, at least from the grassroots, right? And so, yeah, I mean, right. If they're gonna call, if they're gonna call you Darth Vader, act like Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Dark Brandon, yeah. Uh, Dark Brandon does tangible things, you know. So it, it right. but I, I, I think that, um, because like you know, my, my, I come from a, my, I'm pretty connected to older Democrats as well. Like my, my dad, he's my parents are older. They're in their 70s. They're very political. So like, there's, I'm 30. So there's like a very generational, big generational gap, just kind of in terms of how we approach things. But they, over the course of you know, been kind of how you pointed out, really um, since Trump got in office, they've really kind of been inching fat, not just closer, but faster and faster to like, okay, let's just get these people out of here because I think people can kind of smell what's in the air. You know, again, like uh, the, the Republican Party, since I was born, uh, you know, abortion was a right. And they took it away, like, and I think as the as the weeks pile on, like, it's really dawning on people, like, what they did, like, what that really means, and that they really do not care. And um, what you know, and, and what's so funny too is, like, you know, the Democrats really don't have to do much to be so much better than the Republican Party. 
you know, I mean, like Joe Biden, he, you know, part pardoning the the mar- uh, the people with marijuana charges, um, the student loan debt, and and for us, you know, obviously we would like to see a lot more of that. But on contrast, the Republican Party that's actively going a thousand miles an hour in the opposite direction, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's it's hey, but it we'll take, take it. Take it. it would take the bare minute minimum to eviscerate them. I mean, just give me, please, one strong progressive that the that the press covers, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know, and one that's doing a real campaign, and we could just absolutely rout these guys, destroy them. Yeah, uh, and and by the way, Jackson, you're 100 percent right. Mocking them is the best way to go. Uh, it's it's more entertaining. Why why did Trump win? Why why do his Guys love them so much. There's a ton of reasons, but one of them is that they're entertained by them, right? Everything is sport now, right? So, oh, I don't like that politics is entertainment. Oh, well, that's an interesting, you know, opinion you have, but it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is winning, right? So, if we had a Democrat who was making fun of Republicans and rubbing their face in it, that would be awesome. But you know, until recently, I mean, like that's why this Tim Ryan line, we're like, oh my God, he called him an ass kiss. Who wants to sit there? Like we're so <laughs> excited by it, right? That should be super normal. That should be the bare minimum. JD Vance, Trump said JD Vance kisses my ass. He said it at a JD Vance rally, right? So that's the that's so obvious. That's like the layup of layups. But we're like shocked that a Democrat said it. Good, good. Give me more of that. You give me. 10 times that and we'll kill these guys politically. And so one last thing to connect uh, these political topics. And then I wanna go back to the, the shirts and the sizes and stuff. Um, and it, it partly comes from, from Matt on Super Chat. Uh, first of all, everybody thank you for all, you know, the people becoming members, the donations that are both spent. Thank you for the Super Chat. Matt wrote another Super Chat. It's crazy seeing Kanye out in the public eye and, and and the way that he acts in private, I would know because I was a livery driver and was around him and his family on his ranch. Okay, so I, Matt, I don't know if that means he acts nicer in person or he's just as crazy in person. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but that's why I was talking about the fascist earlier, right? So, and that's why I get frustrated with the media because now we're past coded language. Kanye just said, you know, right. I'm going to go to death. Con three against Jewish people, but okay, so there's a lunatic. I got it right. Uh, but then Candace Owens supports him, and the Republicans don't really denounce him. Uh, you know, just there's the Indiana Attorney General, who's just a monster who gave some equivocal comments about it and didn't, you know, didn't condemn that quote at all when asked about it. And and so now, what am I supposed to do with these folks? Like. We're supposed to have like a polite conversation with a guy who wants to go to DEFCON 3 with all Jewish people, right? Well, so you know what, as a Jew, you know what my objection to that was, Jay. Um, DEFCON 3. Going to, well, yeah, let's leave out the part that it's not <laughs> DEFCON. Um, but that suggests that Kanye was already, for some reason, at DEFCON 4, <laughs> right? Defcon Five is where we want to be, right? That's peace, right? <laughs> so he went. He was for some. He was already kind of at a moment of tension with Jews because he was at Defcon Four, and he's like, "That's it. I'm going to Defcon Three. Um, I'm going to guess he doesn't know that it's backwards, right? 
where DEFCON 1 is nuclear war. Um, so uh, I was curious what prompted him to be there was a, a little question. Uh, Sarah Silverman tweeted that Kanye, Kanye threatened the Jews yesterday on Twitter and it's not even trending. Why do mostly only Jews speak up against Jewish hate? The high silence is so loud. That has been interpreted, I don't know by how many. This is a problem with Twitter, but Sarah Silverman's trending today because the, the thought many in the, uh, I guess on black Twitter are accusing Sarah Silverman of, of demanding that, that, that somehow black Twitter responded. I, I retweeted her tweet, it didn't even occur to me that that's who she was talking to. I don't. I, I I see Kanye West as certainly as a, as enough of a universal figure that I did not in any way interpret what she said as a, a call to action on Black Twitter. I'd be very surprised. But it's just I thought that was an amusing second day story on the Kanye West thing. Like like it's just I mean the outrage. Where it's very easy. We're just we live in a world all of us where where we're very capable of being outraged. Um, yeah, I, I, I find it hard to believe. That Sarah Silverman's tweet provoked outrage. See, look, the the portions of the left are frustrating. That's just a fact, right? Uh, so, like her saying, "Hey, can do people want to say that's bad? War on Jewish people, bad? That easy, right? Layup." And then people are like, "Oh yeah, are you saying that Black Twitter?" Has to, she didn't say anything about Black Twitter. Why did you like? I don't even what. Yeah. What do we? I don't even understand what the hell we're talking about. Twitter oh, is yeah, the worst I, place. I you don't mind <laughs> anti-Turkish hatred, Sarah Silverman. That's not the goddamn topic. I was just gonna say Twitter is like officially the worst place to say anything ever. Like you just yeah. have to you you just have to like expect people to get to get mad at everything. But yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there's definitely people uh, on the left who kind of are. You know, I mean, I guess a little bit much, but I guess we're all people, so we can all be a bit much at times. You know what I mean? But uh, not but me, yeah, no. oh no, yeah, 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 no, not 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 at all, not at all, not not <laughs> me, not me either. But um, but but yeah, no, Kanye, I think he said what he said because he got mad at Diddy because Diddy basically said like, hey, that was messed up what you did, and Kanye was like, Jewish people told you to say this. And then he, you know, announced like in the morning when I wake up, I'm gonna go DEFCON three. But then he put the disclaimer in my favorite part. He was like, but 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 it can't be racist because black people are Jews. So like okay, kind of. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble <laughs> following the whole nature of the tweet. Uh I uh it was I didn't I don't know. I don't want to suggest that I got angry or upset or outraged or if God forbid offended. It's just more stupid. the same. It's just more the same. So I was stupid. I mean, he just feels, you know, again, it's a guy's mentally ill, but I, but nobody, but, but the, the, the universe has not yet recognized that and started treating him that way. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not taking enough credit for this. Hashtag Jenk was right. <laughs> I was, I've hated Kanye for a long time. I told people he's a dumbass. Uh, and it's oh, Jake, oh, he's a genius. How could you say that? Oh, Jake, you're not allowed to say that. Yeah, well, guess who was right and who was wrong? I was right. Kanye's a total utter moron, and everybody who ever. Well, I mean, can I have? Can, yeah, well, you know, I never called him a genius because I don't know enough about his music. I mean, I did. I was. I would have been like, look, I get. If you say he's a genius, he's a genius. That's fine. <laughs> right? I but, mean, uh, he's talented, yeah, he, uh, but. 
talent is talent yeah, is inherited in some area with with everybody. And at the end of the day, what what you have to remember, everybody, and it's hard to remember this in America with our culture, but talent has to get picked up. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, Kanye got lucky because he got found. You know, he worked his way up there, but. No, he's not a genius. I mean, this is a guy who who has openly said that he doesn't read. He said this years ago, and there's never any depth to what he does. All he does, he just tries to, especially because he comes from the black community and he's attached to it because he's black, and that is his initial base. Black people, not all these other people, is 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 black people. That's really who he's being the most contrarian towards. You know what I mean? Like that's really right, the community right. because because nothing he yeah. does makes sense. And it's so clear that he's just being picked up and used. But I mean, what the last interview he was like, he he, he said, when I was running for president and I, and I will be president one day before I die, like, no, you won't, Kanye. Like he's, you know, like this guy's like, but how can you feel sorry for him? Like the only reason that we talk about him is because we kind of have to because he's so famous. But I don't feel sorry for him because I mean, if a regular bipolar person was doing stuff like that, they would have been fired, sent to jail, all types of stuff. So I mean, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, like, uh, we, we, right? I mean, I, right? He's a musical genius, right? And that should be put in front there. You know, so was Phil Spector. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So OJ was a, OJ was a running genius. Right. A, ta- <laughs> a, a football tactical genius. A, yeah, we all got talent, yeah, man. We all was got a, talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to all the people who still think that Kanye is not, uh, you know, hovering around the single digits in IQ, uh, I want to just uh, read that sentence that, that uh, we reference. I actually can't be anti Semitic because black people are actually Jew. <laughs> black people are, are actually Jew. Yeah. Actually I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, man. He, again, I just see he's he's whatever. He uh, do we know he's bipolar? Has that been like established? Yeah. I guess sort yeah. of. That's did Kim say that? But, yeah. But so, you can't. Uh, yeah, I, it's. If I was bipolar, all of a sudden I'm not going to spout anti-Semitic, racist, et cetera, et cetera stuff. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm I. Yeah. I mean, just no, no. I, I'm taking the totality of, of every. I'm not singling out yesterday's particular guy. I mean, he's powerless to. To wait, he can't himself. He can't go to DefCon three by himself. I mean, you need a lot of support. There's a whole process to go to DefCon three. He will be president one day, <laughs> so perhaps right, at some gotta, point he can't go there. I think so. I think there's paperwork. A NORAD has to be involved. You can't just do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. And but I get frustrated in the media uh, because, as we covered on the Young Turks today, the. Reuters and NBC News said his statements were allegedly anti-Semitic. Yeah. No, no. Death Con 3 against Jewish people or on Jewish people is not allegedly anti-Semitic. It's just anti-Semitic. Okay, you don't you don't have to be neutral to Nazis. Okay. So am I calling Kanye a Nazi? Yeah. He says he wants to kill Jewish people. I mean, like, do we need him? Like, how much more on the nose does it have to be? Like I literally can't think of how much more on the nose it could be. So, uh, anyways, um, okay. So, I never got back to the shirts, and I never got back to the classifications. So, you know how you were saying that that fancy ass place has the one, two, three, four, five. That's a made up thing, like Starbucks with a zero. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's what I'm not, by the way, zero. Um, <laughs> so no. I don't know where I am on their scale, but it's definitely not zero. Um, so I'm I'm probably at DEFCON 
four or five uh, in their <laughs> in their shirts. Anyways, um, when we're doing the production meeting, I have my own absurd system. Like normally Anna runs it, but on Fridays she's not on the show, so I run it. And so we have to go through all of these stories and then pick like ten to twelve, right? So they have as I, as we're going through, I don't know which ones are going to make it. So I do a classification system. Some are definites, okay, that's clear. That's definitely one show. Then you got probables, and then you got ones that are on the bubble. And then I invented a category called probable bubble. Maybe, maybe mm. is that what that is? Like possibly, perhaps, like <laughs> it's, it's like could be, could be, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Uh, one of our producers, Ashwarya, she's great. She she's now can read my mind, and she goes through that absurd system, and at the end comes up with the perfect list. And I'm like, I don't know how you figure that out, but that yes, that's what I want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. And um, in terms of uh, the shirts, the the fancy shirts and the dress shirts and stuff, that it's funny you said that about going to the fancy place because I just decided, no man. I, I, I'm out of control. My oh, my half my shirts and jackets are so ratty. I mean, they're literally falling apart at the seams, like very, very literally, right? And, and you mean I, like you mean like your coll- your collared shirts, your dress shirts? Yeah, like they're oh. like frayed all around. You can see it on air. My jackets are frayed. I have one nice jacket, and I love wearing it, right? And I <laughs> wear it a lot. And then I was like, oh wait, why don't I wear? Buy other nice jackets to wear on air, and I might like those too, right? And so, and I used to think, hey, buying the cheapest possible suit, what difference does it make? And now I realize I put those suits on, it looks ridiculous. Like, yeah, of course it makes a difference. Yes, like the frou frou people are, they spend too much money on it for sure. We should and go, like, uh, we should go shopping. Uh, I won't, I won't take you here, but we should go, we should go shopping. It's a little, it's a little, you know, but we should go do it anyway. Like, it'll be fun. I can help. And I got it. I know what you're looking to spend.